0: This is Heather brooks Carrott, the president of the L.A. Wildcats, and you're listening to This is the XFL Show. Some look at this place and only see a football field. But it's more than that. This is hallowed ground. This is an opportunity. To build a league of culture, passion, and purpose. To live a dream. Our work is cut out for us but we wouldn't have it any other way. This will be earned. We'll give it every last ounce of football-loving energy in the tank. And then we'll give it more.
1: Our hearts. Our souls. This is for the players, the
2: coaches, the cities, the fans. For stories untold.
0: For potential unrealized.
2: We are hungry. We are humble.
0: And no one will outwork us. The XFL is back, back for the love of football.
2: Fans, This is for the love of football. This is the road to 2022 and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Vince and I'm Bryant and no need to do the double take. You heard that right. We have a targeted time frame for the next XFL kickoff. The road to 22, 2022, 2022 has officially begun. This is episode 138, and no one will outwork us. No one, Bryant. Oh, the hype on this episode
0: might be the most (laughs) since kickoff 2020. I want you to take all the hype you have, Alan. Every single ounce that you have into the bottom of your soul and give more is what I want you to do. I'll find it. I know it's there. I know it's
2: there, Vince. 2022. We know when the next XFL kickoff will happen, at least the year.
1: Yeah, I've I've been uh, I've been talking to you, Alan about how difficult it is to get hyped, and that's why you got to stay hyped. But at least now we, we have some time. We have we have some time to get hyped for this. And Bryant, I I thought of you immediately whenever whenever I saw this announcement because you love talking about leagues starting up, and now you have uh, over a year plus. In order to talk about it, you got to just be loving life
0: right now. Oh, for sure. I was about to start a new uh, Pac 12 uh, football podcast for the next six weeks until they kick off. But this one, I'll just do this one until 2022. Oh, thank God that, thank God we got this announcement there.
1: I actually (laughs) wanted to hear that. I, 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 please.
2: Please resume
1: your action. No, nobody <laughs> wants to hear
2: that, Brian. We got to we gotta focus it all here because it's going to be a ton to get into. We're going to talk about that runway, that time frame we got now. It's going to be an a, a action-packed episode. 724-565-4XFL is the number for you to call, 24 365 You can text it as well. Standard text messaging rates do apply. And if you want to interact with us, that's the way to do it. The XFL kicks off in 2022. We know the time frame. We've got a lot on our minds with that announcement, the first huge announcement from new ownership, and we know you want to say something about it. So that's the number to call, 724-565-4XFL. And, of course, social media, at XFL Show, where today, this morning, the announcement was made, social media going crazy with that hype video, with Danny Garcia and The Rock's voice over it, Absolutely epic. And you could talk about it with us on social media, wherever you want. Facebook, the Insta- Instagrams, Instagram. I'm on Twitter mostly, Bryant. That's where I'm at. I even liked one of Bryant's tweets this
0: week. He was super hyped on
2: social media, but it's all about at XFL show.
0: <laughs> well, we've been friends for 20 years, and that was the first like ever. It took me bashing on Cleveland. If you, you put the boots between, like Cle- if you put <laughs> the boots to Cleveland, I'll like your tweet for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. At XFL show, if you want to get a hold of any of us, really, uh, and talk about what's going on, because this is a huge, huge week. For the XFL.
2: Yes, it is, baby. And we're going to get right into it. Don't forget, this show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You could go to prettyeasypodcast.com if you'd like to start your own. Since Bryant's not doing the Pac 12 show now, you could start your own Pac 12 football podcast and they'll help you get it up and running. You'll have your own producer if you go to prettyeasypodcast.com. That's the way to do it at a very, very, very fair price, Brian. you can give him the catchphrase if you like. Uh, making podcasting uh pretty easy. Throw that uh in there. All right, let's dink and dunk around what's gone on since last week's episode a little bit.
1: I'm wondering what the hell you're doing
2: in this league. Okay, the Sam Schwartzstein interview. How fun was that, Bryant? And to anybody who missed it, how much did they miss out on? They have to go. If there's any show to go back in the archives and listen to, I'd have to say it's that one.
0: Uh, it was our best show since we came back. I will say that since The Rock purchased... Uh, the league, sure. uh, the Rocket Danny Garcia I enjoyed uh, enjoyed it doing it and I enjoyed going back and watching it we played it over and over on 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 YouTube and on uh, Instagram as well so go ahead and check that out hit pause go back come back and we'll talk about it now Vince you weren't there last week but I'd really uh, want to hear what you think of the the interview. Well I haven't listened to it yet because I was waiting to hear you hype it up uh, <laughs> and then I was gonna go listen to it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Vince. Well, seriously, was- if you missed it, you have to go back and listen to it or watch it on YouTube. Sam Schwartzstein, the director of football operations, sat down with us for, what I mean, it was more than an hour, but I don't know how much the showtime actually aired, Brian, but it was a lot with all sorts of stories uh, and all sorts of detail from his time behind the scenes, uh, r- basically being a part of running the XFL uh, on the football side of things, coming up with rules, how they got implemented. It was super fascinating. And it just seemed like he had the the take big takeaway, like I said last week, Brian, the most fun job in the XFL, except after game days. What we learned was that he got cussed out a lot by coaches each and every single week, which is that's just part of the <laughs> oh, job. Though, could, so I'm
1: sure I, I could tell that happened. <laughs>
2: he,
1: he looked the one time
2: I, I met this
1: individual. He was he, he just it looked like he had
0: been put through a rig <laughs> yeah,
2: or you you might have caught him on like a, two, a Monday or a Tuesday then, Vince. That, that
0: might have happened. <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> any day. A lot of great stories from Sam Schwartzstein. Uh, a lot of what went behind. what well, we call it the imagination behind the reimagination of football. So go check that out. It was a lot of fun. Sam, One uh, of the better relations I think that we can appreciate uh, since we've been doing this podcast?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that is one hell of an imagination too on Sam Schwartzstein. Check out that episode on our YouTube channel or – on the, on the podcast archive, it's it's going to be there for forever and a 100 years. We're going to leave it up as long as uh, we're allowed to, for sure. All right, real quick, dinking and dunking around social media or the XFL fan line, Vince, you love it. Standard text messaging r- rates apply. Barry texted us. My boy Barry texted us, and he asked us on the XFL fan line text machine about the announcement today saying whether or not the 2020 season will be recognized when 2022 kicks off w- by new ownership, will those records be recorded? What do you think? 2020, what does it, do you strike it from the record? Vince, what happens?
1: Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. Th- this Half is the season. It, it's, as far uh, right now, uh, I'd say this is a brand new league. Uh, it, it's, it. it's mostly starting from scratch as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, if it's, we'll see how similar, and everything looks in you know, uh come 2022 but i I would imagine that this is it, it'll be like it never happened
0: the uh, similarities between the two i'll get to in a little bit but I will say this to me you do let these records uh move forward to 2022 because if you don't break these records that you set with half a season in 2022 then you got other problems to worry about well, so should the be rules goals are
1: completely different.
0: Well, in terms of like rushing yards and receptions and the record books. What if there is no rushing in, in, oh, in this? Don't, oh, don't, don't start go back this twenty eighteen and are seven on seven, whatever. Just <laughs> stop. Maybe <laughs> that's, that's why Vince is so hype. He's hoping for seven on seven. He's, he's
2: We had Sam Schwartzstein on last week who made the rule book, and we got Vince on this week who's trying to change the rules before 2022 something to keep an eye on that's low on my agenda we'll discuss the agenda (laughs) we'll we'll discuss the agenda on this road to 2022 coming up but barry i think i'm with i'm with uh i don't i think it sounds like barry just reading the context of the text like he has the concern about the season being recorded in in a record book of some sort i'm of the opinion that it should be somewhere on a website in an archive officially held by the league. And, and until 2022, as far as I'm concerned, uh Cam Phillips is the, the touchdown king of the XFL and well, PJ Walker's the MVP.
1: Well, for that, if you're going to go that route, I mean, where does
0: where's he hate me stand in, in your record books? That's a different league. That's that is different, no. different rules. That is, no, that is different rules. Totally different yep. league. You go back. Totally yeah, different. No. There's 19 years between the two. That doesn't even count. Totally different. This is two This is two years. Might as well be 100. If you think there's oh. a difference between 19 years and two years, we have other issues to talk about. All, All right. Well, you know,
2: way- sounds like a poll question, Bryant. At XFL show, <laughs> let us know what you think. Barry's hot, hot button text message question there on the XFL fan line, 724 565 for XFL, uh, we could get into that all day long. But we got bigger fish to fry on this episode. Uh, real quick, though, let's get to some really quick bites in this week's Cover 2. When
0: I say tick-tick, y'all say boom, tick-tick, boom, tick-tick,
2: boom, all tick, day. All day, XFLers are flooding NFL practice squads, mostly. DeMor- Demorne Pearsonel Bryant, your favorite, from the Battle Hawks, signed to the Las Vegas Raiders practice squad. And we're seeing XFLers have an effect just from practice squads. Maybe they're not racking up stats in the NFL, but I am of the opinion that the Kansas City Chiefs demolished the Baltimore Ravens this week, this past Monday Night Football, and shut down MVP Lamar Jackson because of the job that Jordan Talmud probably did in practice, being the dummy Lamar Jackson. Credit to Jordan Talmud.
0: Uh, employment is what what the goal is for some of these players, right? And that's what we're seeing. More and more XFL players being put on practice squads, uh, giving their input in some way, shape, or form. You mentioned Jordan Tamu. Uh, That's great. But um, DeMortis Pearson, the the best L to ever play, the wide receiver position in football, uh, continues to make a splash since I saw him in the AAF. That's just wrong. But what about about Jordan Tamu,
2: Vince? You credit him for the shutdown of Lamar Jackson by the Chiefs' D? No. No, Lamar Jackson. This guy's no good. Yeah, he, he's not a quarterback. MVP. He's not a quarterback.
1: He, he's a he's a regular season guy who, when teams don't prepare for them, and they don't prepare that much in the regular season, you know, you, you could catch somebody off guard with a gimmick offense. And he got beat by maybe you know the one coach who cares about the regular season the most, Andy Reid. Uh, and fair enough. Yeah, they obviously they obviously game plan. And I believe the Chiefs have
2: beaten the Ravens uh, three times. Past several times. Yeah, three or yeah, four. Past several times they, they played against them. So but I'm sure yeah. I I would give Jordan Tamu a game ball if I'm Andy Reid though. He 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 game planned for him, he was a part of that. XFLers ah. making an impact in the NFL. They are making an impact, I will say that. Absolutely. And they might make an impact in the CFL. This is something interesting to think about with now twenty twenty two announced as the kickoff year for the XFL's return the CFL's in flux they canceled a season no one knows if or when they do come back I oh my god I hope they do and expect them to but they uh their target or their their you know their season uh, happening is up in the air again but they do have their regular kind of off-season programs going on, their their dates. And the negotiation list came out, which is where CFL teams put out names, each of them, 10, of players that they've designated that if they uh, that reach out and sign, they're exclusive to that team, exclusive to reach out to and sign to the CFL. And you know, all these guys are basically American football players. Uh, CFL bylaws state that you could have exclusive rights for like 45 players. Uh, and among these names on these lists from the nine CFL teams, a bunch of XFL players, Bryant, Trey McBride, DeAndre Tompkins, DeMarcus Gates, Dietrich Nichols, Jordan Tamu is on there. Connor Cook, who surprisingly never saw a down. Did he ever get a snap with the Roughnecks? I don't think uh, PJ Walker, Nick Hawley, all, all among others on these lists in the CFL. So I don't know if you're an ex, former XFL player, Are you holding out hope for 2022 or if the CFL comes back before then next year, do you go try your, your, apply your trade up North? What, what do you think players are thinking
0: about in that regard? These guys, especially on these negotiation lists. Well, don't, if you sign with the CFL team, don't you have to, isn't like a two year minimum contract for American born players or whatever the the rule is. There's a, there's a contract that's going
2: to keep you up there if you sign it. Yeah.
0: Now that's the, what you have to weigh: is do I want to spend two years in the CFL or do I want to, you know, work out this year? Because even the when does the CFL season play, Alan? Normally, what we would be kicking. We it's uh, I want to say it's like
2: late summer, right? It's Like through the late summer into early, into early September, no, or maybe even November, ending around. It's like yeah, it's like it bleeds into the NFL.
0: Well, because the only reason i say it is because if you think about what the xFL did in 2019 which was mini camps that started in december you know you're going to want to be available if you're going to play in 2022 at some point in 2021 for these teams to actually evaluate you and and, and you know you have those summer showcases that they did before i'm sure there's are going to be some sort of iteration of that again uh to try to find talent so uh, at the end of the day do you want to take those two years where you know you're not going to be available in 2022? or uh, work out, stay ready for the end of 2021 rather than somewhere in the beginning for the CFL.
2: Yeah, and that's going to be a whole lot. It is your whole 2021 for sure. That's I've looked it back up at least last year. Season went late May to November. So you do that, you're going to have to miss out on 2022. How hyped are you if you're a former XFL player hearing this new scene, that video today? You have to have some hope again, as just as much as fans, I believe, and reports also came out that XFL players did receive a letter uh, from the league, not anything about their employment, just, hey, we're playing again, and thank you for what you did, and kind of like that. That's circulating around Vince. But if you're an XFL player who played in 2020, you see the CFL's probably going to come back next year. The NFL's always out there for you to try or shot at. What are you thinking? There's, there's, there's decisions to be made.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it's going to come down to – you know how much money you think you can make in each one um we don't know anything as of right now about the uh the the value of the contracts in in the new xfl that's true we do we do have information about you know what guys make in the cfl uh so i think you gotta wait you know is it worth you know waiting around you know if the if the pays are comparable you know you know i don't depends also maybe what you're doing right now you know if, if you're uh if you're a guy that you know c- can't get on an nfl practice squad and, and you're you're working another job you know maybe you've got more of a decision to make I, it's it, it's going to be very interesting you know with those two-year contracts you know what guys uh decide to do that's that's going to be fascinating for sure and uh you know, we'll find out middle of 2021
0: yeah i don't think it's a general answer for you should do this or you should not do that you know for all players it's it's really a case by case like that whatever somebody's doing right. wherever they're at in their careers that's what they should go with well let me
1: ask you this also you know if you're if you're a player and you know say you're a, you're a, a younger guy you know you're you're not at the end of your career but you could you could still ball you know you're looking at the XFL and you're saying you know wow th- this league yeah it looked to be successful but you know, it only got in five weeks. And then you look at the CFL. Yeah, it did. It did cancel a season. But, you know, they've been around for a long time. Uh, you would think there's definitely more stability with the CFL. You can make a strong argument uh, to go to go participate in
2: that league to but then there's the lore of playing for a league that's owned by The Rock and I think that's yeah. going to carry a lot of yeah. sway with a lot of players <laughs> decisions. We're going to discuss that right now if you're ready for the hot read, Brian, but you're putting your hand up. What do you
0: want to know you okay. got to get to? You good? Are you ready well, for no, the I'll hot Well, i say the with the Rock's reach because he has, you know, as we all know, millions and millions of Instagram followers that The Rock has a reach that the XFL never had before. Exactly, and we're going to talk
2: about that and this huge runway now that we have to 2022. It's time for this week's Hot Read. All right. The XFL kicking off in 2022. The announcement made on today's uh, Twitter account from the league back resurrecting. I don't think anything was posted from the league in a while, Bryant. And The Rock and Danny Garcia putting this out there. A lot of people waking up to this news. It is October 1st, 2020. Bryant, so mad he's on the West Coast on a morning like this. You were about three hours late to the party. But you got here, and we're partying now. And so we're going to look at this. What does this mean? The XFL is kicking off in 2022. We know the targeted time frame. That is essentially... 15 months plus of runway to kick off not as much as the launch to 2020 which was announced in January of 2018 kicked off in in February of 2020 but still there's infrastructure already there's stuff yeah. already in place this isn't like Vince said earlier said it was a complete rebuild I don't necessarily think that's the case a lot of Whoa. the team structures are players coaches but the the really tough stuff logos uh names brands rules that's all in place so with that said this runway we have is it enough vince
1: well, when I said a complete rebuild, I, I'm talking about uh, in okay. terms of you know mm-hmm. rosters, and, and I
2: still <laughs> consider rules part of the rebuild. I, I you know no. I, I still consider that. That's way down um, my list. Uh, my task list is it's lengthy, but rule re-examining the rules is like dead last, and that's going to be a quick peek. It's going to be this. All right, they're good. Leave them because that's what I'm saying. But I don't know about you, Vince. <laughs> but but
1: well, if I look at this timeline here, you know you know. This is going to be a spring league still, and they, I guess, they decided given these unprecedented times that we have right now that, yeah, either you know it was not feasible or too short a timeline or just too much to undertake to have a spring league in 2021. And if you're going to maintain that this is a spring league, the next possible time would be 2022. Um, and so you know, that's good. It gives them some time to, you know, get the players, get, get, you know, you got to hire all kinds of staff and all all kinds of stuff. Uh, So that gives them some time to get going. Like you said, Alan, a lot of the infrastructure is already there. They don't need, they're not starting from the ground up. You know, there's a strong foundation there and and they'll be able to get going. Of course, you know, I I think all of us, except for Bryant, wants this league to, to start, you know, as soon as possible. But yeah, it, it, it is what it is. We'll have to wait 15 months, and I'm sure it'll be worth the wait when it, when, it, when we're there.
0: Uh, Well, 15 months to the start of 2022, I don't want anybody to think that we have some inside knowledge, right? Because that's when the. We don't know when this league's going to kick we off. Don't. It's going to be February. Is I'm it going to be April, April Personally, May, June? I'm rooting for April. Well, I mean. I, i'm rooting for the league to kick off safely is what i'm rooting for whatever that time frame may be that's great uh we'll get our to our tasks list pretty soon here but the fact that the league has has come out and said this is when we want to do this they didn't want to rush it i know people were putting out articles and and writing up these things about why the league should you know try to do something in 2021 and you know danny garcia even herself you know let all options out on the table including 2021 so uh i'm glad that this is what they decided and And really, to me, with everything they have in place, I think 15-plus months is going to be a a great runway. Because really, to Vince's point, teams and things like that for the original XFL didn't come together until mid-October of 2019, which was you know four months before kickoff. So I think that's the piece that's probably the smallest in terms of getting this league on the field. It's everything else that goes before that, and you've given yourself enough time. Because really, the league didn't start until summer of... 2018 when Oliver
2: Luck came aboard. Yeah, and that now there's just, really there isn't a whole lot of stuff to create, I think. The creating part, a lot of it's done for you, such as, not just like brands and logos and stuff, but I'm talking about like the actual jobs, the positions that need filled. You don't have to say, what do we need? What position do we need to conjure up and then go higher? They have those positions. Now they just have to fill, plug in holes. Oh. During this fifteen-plus months, A gap, the, B gap, and, and and so forth and so on, and and you just you respect you respect the integrity. I think is what I would do of what was there before, and you just bring back as much of that as you can. And then, of course, the new ownerships going to have their own ideas and new innovations that they're going to want to implement. But I don't see those really being so uh, far off from what was there before, Vince.
1: Well, it, it's hard to say I'm, if they're, you know, the rock and 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 this capital group, you know, they're going to try capital. Yeah, they're going to try to. I think they're going to try to put their own touch on this. Uh, you know, They're going to
2: make it their own. You well, you know, I think they are. But let, let there. let's also acknowledge they're still using for the love of football as the as the slogan for the league. They're keeping a lot. They're keeping Jeffrey Pollack. Uh, former president and current president of the xfl coo he's still on board he had a quote on with today's announcement uh the quote is for the love of football and for the safety of our players and fans we'll be back on the field in 2022 the opportunity in front of us with our new ownership is simply too big to rush back we want to do this properly with care and thought for everyone who loves football especially our players coaches partners and fans so That's a major part that's returning as well, and you have to believe he's going to be a big factor in bringing a lot of what was there before, and and implement it all again in terms of the structure of the league. I
1: I, I guess what I'm saying is is that you know a lot of the stuff in the league I don't think was you know as entrenched, you know, as what you're saying, and that I mean the league was only around, it only lasted five weeks. You know, there, there was probably a lot of there was probably a lot of stuff. That the that the you know higher ups in the league, we're gonna you know they're gonna be tweaking certain things as they see it goes. They're gonna try to make it better as it as it goes along. Yeah, I don't think it, they considered it a final product by by any stretch. And you know this thing's gonna need to evolve. You can't you can't just imagine the game, reimagine the game of football overnight. Uh, you know I know they did all the testing on the lab and labs and all that kind of stuff, but you know it's it's gonna take some time to perfect it. Um, and I, I definitely If you don't think they're going to be you know, Making changes to this thing I I don't know what to tell you I think there's definitely going to
2: be changes <laughs> what, kind, what kind of changes are you talking about? Like are you saying I mean I think personnel will be different Sure but I think a lot of How the league approached uh, The rule book And the football operations department sh- Should remain uh, Should be very similar to what they were doing In terms of how they implemented Technology into the league Especially you don't think they're going to be doing the same sort of stuff uh they could
1: i i don't all, all it takes is is you know the rock not to like something <laughs> and then he's gonna want to change it that, that's all it takes you know we don't know for sure if, if you know if they're even gonna have the same broadcast
0: partners i mean the the presentation could be could be completely different and that's true it just to me the 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 approach that I feel like The Rock has been taking since he took over with his Instagram posts or tweets or whatever he puts out there is that he's comfortable with the way the league was operating. He wants to make this a safe haven, a place for players to get another opportunity. You know The Rock. He's all about opportunities. It's it's what he built his entire success on. It's just that one opportunity. I feel like that's he wants to build the foundation of this league to allow players to have that opportunity. I think that's what it ends up
2: being. That that's really where I think you'll see the differences on from new ownership. That's why I think uh, people like Jeffrey Pollack kept on board because the Rock, Danny Garcia, they're going to be focused on on making sure all that stuff is is supported, but gi- giving what they what they have in terms of their their brands and their uh, ability to really, I think recruit. They're going to be great recruiters. And get people excited about the brand—not just fans, but people who are going to players, coaches. Uh, the, the quote from them on with today's announcement, I think, is really telling. The XFL represents the idea of ultimate opportunity, like you said, Brian. It's a league of soul and culture. Soul and culture. I don't think Vince McMahon ever uttered those two words when he, whenever he was first promoting the XFL anchored by the pursuit of dreams and love for the game that we couldn't be more proud to lead. That's from Danny Garcia and and Dwayne Johnson. Every XFL player, coach, city, and fan is our top priority, and we couldn't be more excited to champion them in an electrifying 2022 season. We are the new XFL, hungry, humble, and no one will outwork us. Those two words, especially soul and culture, that tells me that they're really going to try to cater even more to players and coaches and the people that are going to be a part of this league and the faces of this league more so than the last regime because even even as great as Oliver Luck was, I loved Oliver Luck as the commissioner and Vince McMahon, an excellent promoter. They did a fantastic job. But that wasn't the messaging they were putting forward in terms of the launch of 2020. It was all about reimagining football, the game, and, and, and really geared towards fans. This messaging from The Rock and Danny Garcia feels like it's geared towards players and coaches like you said, Brian.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to take anything away from what you know the, the Not regime, like you said from XFL twenty twenty was because they, they their focus was to put an on field product that was that was entertaining for us fans right for people to want to, to watch and they did that I think they accomplished that beyond you know I'm watching baseball games now where they have mics and in players you know ears and, and they're trying to do the things that the XFL did and so I think that is like check off the list now the approach is how do we make players want to play. For us, how do we make coaches want to coach for us? They had great players. They had great coaches. Players chose practice squads over the XFL. Coaches chose assistant jobs instead of maybe a, a coordinator job in the XFL. People chose things other than the XFL. And I think the Rock and Danny Garcia's approach is how do we make this the most um, the most lucrative offer we can to these players and coaches? We pay them a lot of money. That, that's that's what you do. Well, money's um, money's not open. I mean you know there's a finite amount of money that they are going to be able to offer There's got well, to be that, other
1: that's, things that's the thing yeah they they're, uh, they're, there's a there's a, a limit you know to the to the caliber of player they can get now granted you know they can still get a lot of good players we saw that and, you know the XFL had a lot of good talent but at the end of the day when the NFL comes to call and you know th- these guys are going to go there uh and and, it, and it's strictly the money Yeah, make no mistake about that it's always going to be about the money and I'm very curious to see you know what kind of contracts you know they offer these players and coaches because you know uh, Vince McMahon you know he's got deep pockets but we're talking about a capital group and and I'm very interested to see uh, what what kind of uh, investment they put in
2: yeah, that's that's also going to be a factor. I think on the business end is seeing how Redbird Capital uh, attacks this this fifteen plus months of preparation. I feel like the Rock and Danny Garcia, at least what they've said so far, reading between the lines, are going to be prime in recruiting people to be a part of the league and recruiting and getting great TV deals. I think they're going to be major factors in that. The the money and the business end of it. That's why Jeffrey Pollock's kept on, and that's what I think Redbird Capital is going to be very involved with. The branding of this league, make no mistake about it, is all going to be based off what we hear from Danny Garcia and The Rock. Uh, That's how it's going to be sold, and over the next 15 months, we'll see what their strategy is. That's what we have to watch, and I have to feel like if the money's lower for a player, you do have it going for you. I think The Rock's uh, background, And his and his just status as pretty much the biggest star in the world uh, is really going to be enticing, I think, for players who might might have otherwise said, I'll take a shot at, I don't know, the CFL or wait for a practice squad to come a call. And maybe just maybe that's going to be enough. The way that this league is sold is going to be, I think, very different to the players and coaches. That's what I'm interested to watch. And that's what I think is pretty much top of the list. Uh, for this task list that we've been uh, talking about, Bryant, since we prepped this show, uh, the task list going to 2022. What is on top of the agenda, Vince, for getting this league up and running now in in just just over 15 months?
1: Well, I just I did I just do want to comment on on one thing that you said that I really liked was that you know the Rock has this unique ability to excite people unlike anybody else on this earth and, you know, no disrespect to Vince McMahon or Oliver Luck, but if you're going to work for them, you know, it's like you're going to work for, for a businessman. Yeah. But if, you know, the rock, you know, if you're going to work for him, you know, that's a little bit different, you know, that, that's a little, that's a little bit different, you know, depending on how much involved he is then um, and, and that, that could get, Players potentially very excited. Uh, and, and I'm interested to see that. But as far as my task list goes, you know, uh, you got to sit down, you got to look at, you know, what you got, what you're currently working with. You know, do you want to keep these cities? Yeah. Do you want to look at the like kind of structure that they had the league in? Like, you know, who knows how long these unprecedented times are going to last? Would you even entertain having a, a bubble type situation for for your first season? Or you, I gotta or you imagine to,
2: 2022 the, giving yourself that kind of runway is is them basically saying they don't want to do that though, right? That's, yeah, pr- pretty much.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and you know, by then, you know, do you, do you like the cities that you're currently in? You know, I know we've talked about that on previous episodes. You can go back into the archives and listen to them. Do do you want to stay in those cities? Do those cities even want you back? You know, you got to you got to talk to them about that. Uh, You got to secure venues. You know, that's probably those are the number one things. And of course, television. That that may that may be the most important of of all is the television contract. I think you got to work on the television, and you got to work on the host cities. Uh, Those would be the the top two things
0: uh, on my list.
2: Brian, how about you your task list for this now road to twenty twenty two that begins today?
0: Well, I'll start my task Oh me. man, look at that. That is um, we'll figure it out where where we actually start, but mine's this long. I think <laughs> mine's all up here. <laughs> um where do I start? I think Vince brings up a good point with the cities. And you need to make that decision, I think, relatively soon. Do you want to stay? Can you stay in the eight cities that you're in? Do you want more, do you want less? Whatever it is it may be. Because I think marketing is going to be huge. You're going to want to market more uh, and longer. I, I, you know, the team names were announced I believe October, early October in 2019 really didn't give you too much time to to kind of market in those markets when it came to branding. We we talk about how when you gave cities their team names, that you were, it felt like you gave these cities identities. You could finally kind of associate yourselves with those markets. So I think that's number one, or at least up there. Uh, number two, I started approaching players. That email was a great job to get out there and say, hey, we're coming back, be ready, whatever it may be, there's hope. It, it, if you can, start locking up players way sooner than the, the league did before. You know, get them under contract. Have a draft of players you know are actually going to be there, not some that are going to be drafted and then moved on to the NFL before so you get, even actually start minicamp. Well, you, so you want to lock up players now? Are you you are gonna? gonna I am not them? saying lock them up now, but you you need to figure out a plan to get those players under contract, ready to go for you, so you can market players. We talked about how this league identified players so much with these interviews on the sidelines. You want to make sure you have some of these players back. You want to make sure you have players that you can actually market to these. Uh, to people and I think it's important if you're if you're talking about being a, a players league you yeah need to have but players. I think
2: you're ahead you're you're skipping over one important part of the task list Brian in order to get that done so what what needs to happen is bef- before you do any of that you do I'm, I'm with you with the cities and the teams you need to just the structure of the competition it needs to be settled and I don't think that's going to be vir- like the rule book I don't think that should take long in terms of what we want. We want eight teams. Is that what you want? Yes. The cities, you, then you reach out. Can these teams stay in the cities we had them in? Do we want them there? Do they want us, like Vince said? I don't think that should take very long because there's a lot of that already in place. The relationships are already in place. I, I do not. I hope St. Louis will welcome the Battle Hawks back, especially a team like that. I want to see them back in the Battle Dome, damn it. And then you know where do you put the guardians are they going to stay in new york do you put them in one of the soccer tapes. that kind of stuff get after that early yeah get northeast guardians yeah (laughs) and then you get all that done that's that's number one for sure but and then what you need to do tv is going to be ongoing and that is top really at the end of it top of the in terms of importance you got to have your plan for tv but that might not just come you might not going to get right into a meeting maybe right away and you're gonna have to do some things before you could maybe get the confidence and have the battle plan to go into that boardroom and make your pitch to fox espn again and renegotiate those deals so that's why i think football ops is something you need to have in place before any of that so that you have something you can tell networks we're relying on a very solid structure to go find us great players and coaches. We've got an excellent recruiting uh, plan. We've got a lot of good players. We're going to get in this league because we have a football operations department that is working their tails off from, from the word go. And as soon as you get that going, that's I think why the XFL was so successful, Brian, they were on the road and, and putting plans together and looking at drafts and looking at tape, Forever and ever getting all that together And they had awesome coaches in place So that they were able to score That awesome TV deal that the XFL had So I think that's why football operations Is higher up on my Task list than Your media Hitting the media, hitting social media Doing you know interviews and press conferences And all that, you need to have your plan In place before You go after TV and selling The league, you have to have the foundation the foundation needs to be there. Football operations needs to be really high up on that list.
0: Alan, remind me because uh, I uh, was it forty thousand approximate per broadcast or was it four hundred thousand per broadcast that these networks are spending to produce them themselves? I thought it was forty. I could be wrong. No, forty thousand for a no. live television show. Four hundred. Four hundred. Okay. Yeah. I was trying it, to remember if it it, it's. I actually four hundred thousand seems low. Well that was the number that was being put punted around, I think it was about four hundred thousand per broadcast. Either um, way, the
2: networks foot the bill for the production of the games that were put on in the XFL
0: in twenty twenty. I bet
1: I, I couldn't see it being anywhere less than a half a million per broadcast.
0: Okay, so it'll we'll put it at a half million for, for fine, that's great. You know, networks at this point I think are gonna jump at five hundred thousand dollars for a one point two or one point five. And then you throw the rock on top of that and you jump into a two point something. I think I think that part of your of your I'm not a professional. I'm not Eric Bischoff in this whole thing, but I will say that I think getting a TV deal will happen. Or or someone saying
1: that, that that like if ratings are down they're going to bring the rock on the proper rating? cuz <laughs> true. That,
0: that <laughs> they might do a little quick saying? pop of the rating right there. Uh I, I just think that the rock giving what he can do with his influences in social media and just in the entertainment world that he can bring these ratings up himself if he wants just by showing up. That's my my point. That's why to me TV deals are important, but I think they're going to get done. Someone's going to give you a, a a deal. Someone with 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 a history of being able to do sports oh. like ESPN, like ABC, maybe it's ESPN two. Fine, great, we stay well, on ESPN
1: two. Uh, yeah, well, let's let's hope that it's those ones because if you remember Bryant, the AAF, not on so good of a television deal. No, that was uh,
2: basically
0: an, a paid programming. Yeah, infomercial. that was an infomercial. Well, you look at baseball, who just got five. You know, they just got five hundred million dollars from Turner for a one point something on a Tuesday night. That they get for those games that they're gonna be able to broadcast that's that's a bit different that i know it's a, different but it's also apples to apples well, in well, sense. well
2: my, my
1: point is that you know it's it's got to be you got to have you got to be on television but you got to be on good television too you know you can't be bouncing around the different networks you know every or different channels you know each and every week different times and and stuff that's that's it's better than nothing, but it's not, it's not great. So you're saying you know, it's I gotta think, be
2: same bat time, same bat channel is what you're looking hopefully for. Hopefully the the deal that they had with ESPN and
1: Fox, I thought was great. You know, ESPN and Fox, they both promoted the hell out of it. It was on big networks, big established networks. It's not like they were on, you know, Turner uh, one week and then CBS sports the next week. And then, yeah, NFL Network. The following week, you know they were, you know this were it was either ESPN, ESPN two, ABC, Fox, FS one. Those, those are big networks that that people could find. It was well promoted. Uh, the networks themselves promoted it. Yeah, that's what you got to be on. There, there's no, you know, if you're a sports fan, you're not watching, you know, Turner in the middle of the afternoon. And they're not promoting, you know, the game for you. That's that's not where you're going to find that information. And if it's not, if it's not on ESPN, you know, and if it's not on Fox, they're not, they're going to neglect it. They're not going to be talking about it that much. And when it comes to sports, you've got to be involved with ESPN.
0: I just don't see how the, the, the networks don't jump right back into a yeah. line. As long as, might, as long they, as
1: they they, they, might, they
0: might they might not, but they I think they will because of what the rock brings to the table of what Danny Garcia, what Redbird Capital can bring to the table to get this X-Fail back to where it was. It was it was great entertainment. I think no one was batting an eye other than then um What's that guy's name from PFL? My, I think whatever his name, Mike
2: Mike Florio. You're, you, you Mike Florio. Bryant really yeah, I love has that a man, disdain so much. for Mike Florio. I, no one was reason. batting eyes
0: at no. the at ratings other than him. And, and at the end of the day, if you can get those ratings to where they were, which well, I think is very possible, uh, the networks that, are going to want them back.
1: And that's the thing about you know ESPN and Fox. They had this product. They know what ratings they could get, and they internally know you know if those ratings are acceptable or not. So I I, I think it, it, it's going to be a, a, a an easy decision for the networks, it, you know, if they want them back, either either they liked it or they didn't.
2: Well, they I who don't knows think so. that that is not ju- what they saw in 2020 is not going to it's going to play a, into it a little bit, but also this is a whole new group, this is a whole but new structure. you it's going to
1: be you told me the rules are going to be the exact same. That's you hope. told me that. You, Let's hope. You're, Let's you're hope. telling me it's going to be the same cities. Yeah. Let's hope. You're telling me it's going to be you know very similar stadiums. I'm hoping. Uh, so, so why should I expect very much different? Uh, if that's know, what I'm, I'm saying, you have to shore different. all
2: that. You shore all that up. You shore all that stuff up before that was so similar to 2020. You're not going to have as much of a t- tough time selling it to a TV network. That's what I'm saying. You got to make sure we're going to have this kind of presentation that we're going to sell to the networks. We're going to have this kind of football being played to sell to the networks. You get all that stuff done and checked off your list, and have the messaging right for that, and you have the rock in your corner, you will have no problem getting on ESPN, Fox, or the NBC Sports. Uh, and, and, and you know uh, what? Slots. I'm going to
0: throw this out there. We're assuming that ESPN and, and you know they're doing the hey, do you, maybe we'll let you come back to our league. The XFL could say hey you need to pay us for this deal because our ratings were a lot better than we expected. Maybe it's the we're other way around where not. the XFL could actually get a deal for their TV rights rather than having gotta, to just be on something for I think free. you have got to
1: be very careful with
0: that. Oh, uh, and, and for sure. But all I'm saying is that on the task list if that's on there, I think it'll get checked off relatively quickly with, with oh, I don't know who about you that. TV comes with the preparation
2: <laughs> everywhere else. That's it, that's yeah, what.
0: You that, don't that just. Has, I think it's like down here somewhere. Yeah, you're, if, if, you can't. No, which TV is very hot? No, it's around, because you if you, it's you, And then the television like right here. If
2: you say, oh, let's just go tell them The Rock owns the joint and we're going to go get a good TV deal, that ain't going to cut it. you got to have it in place. You have to have those awesome partners or or something similar, especially when it comes to the statistics, the presentation of the game, the technology involved with the game, and everything else. that They didn't even reveal. Sam Schwartzstein talked about how much more was about to come to the XFL with us last week because they had these great partners, ticketing partners. That all has to be in place before you... Go at it and get the best possible TV deal. That's why that task list is so important, Vince. You can't get ahead of yourself when it comes to that TV deal. You got to be – that is like the most important room any, any Red, Redbird Capital and, rep, The Rock or Danny Garcia will be in is that TV okay. deal room.
1: And unless, you know, Mr. Iger is a
0: big uh – uh, people's elbow honk I don't think he's <laughs> just gonna say
1: oh it's the rock of course you, you, you're, you're you can't it's the rock.
0: Yeah. let's be real though the rock got Titan games on NBC in the middle of the week in prime time like that's yep. things that he brings in the lore that no other enter person in entertainment does some people were even saying the Titans games were gonna replace the Olympics what if yeah, the rock was the, I, I... what if the rock was in the booth for every game Vince, like this the year they did.
2: <laughs> they, they did. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so, so that's 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 going to be interesting to watch is how they pursue the the various you know tasks that, and, and attack the different you know check marks, those mile markers on the road to 2022. The road to 2020 was cerebral. It was meticulous. It was well thought out and well executed. There's less time this time, but I don't think they need as much time. And I think it needs to be equally meticulous. And I think that's what we're all hoping for, right? Strategize and go out and attack. And with Jeffrey Pollock already in place, you got someone who was involved in all that. We'll see what they do. And then we didn't even talk about a commissioner early in the process. Does that happen? The personnel who are also checking off all these boxes on the road, will that be a one person like an Oliver Luck? Or will it be a group?
0: That could be commissioner by committee. Like, uh, like closer or not to baseball. even or just with the commissioner the com- committee yeah <laughs> <laughs> look I close my thought off with this because we went into it like a TV deal only tangent kind of thing here but here's what I'll say is that the road to 2020 was so consumed with making football better that already happened so if you stick to that you can focus on so much more at least for 2022 because the product worked the game worked everybody saw that it worked so if you can focus on other things to make everything else better leave the game alone get to 2022 make everything else better and then focus on 2023 2024 and things like that you don't have to tweak this rule book so much like they did for 2020 because it worked focus on other things leave the rule book alone for the most part perfect well said
2: brian i would if that was a tweet i would have liked it and you didn't even have to bash cleveland on it very well said <laughs> That's that's our task list. You might we have your date. own. We got a, we date. Have a date. We got we got Ish. runway. We've got a time frame. We've got boxes to check off now, and who knows in what order those get checked off? Uh, in who knows what's announced next? All I know is that no one's gonna outwork us. No one, especially when it comes to podcasting and talking about this league coming along to 2022, Bryant. No one. Vince, I know the TV deal's high on your priority list, but I know number one on your list is doing the work.
1: Yeah, as as much as I want to set my DVR right now, uh, (laughs) I want (laughs) to, doing the work up front is is so important. Getting ready for this league, there's a lot of stuff that has to come together to make it happen. I'm happy that we have, you know, uh, enough time uh, to watch uh, The Rock and this capital group their thing and and we have a, a date ish and and that's
0: that's enough to help get me excited about it i just realized number one on everybody's tasks should be stay hyped
2: stay, stay hyped, hyped,
0: hyped for the 2020 for
2: 2022 that's number one for <laughs> sure number one box to check pinned pin that on your twitter and on your uh cork board that you put all your tasks on pin
0: it baby there you go uh, you can listen to us if you need to stay hyped every single week here, uh, every Friday morning on your favorite podcast app. Uh, you can also check us out at thisisthexflshow.com dot uh, if you want to see our show, or youtube.com slash this is the XFL the official YouTube page of the XFL. Follow us on X uh, on uh, on Instagram, Twitter at XFL Show. Start putting the show on Instagram too, so check it out. Yeah, we're on the
2: IG. Is that what the cool way to say that? IG, you're the yeah, Instagram. Just Instagram, I think it's fine. The gram, maybe too. On the gram. Watch the show on the gram and tell your friends. They now are saying, hey, I heard that there's going to be a league in 2022 again. You know anything, any details about it? And if you don't have the time to tell them, yeah, like every single thing that we just talked about and that we're going to be talking about, you could always tell your friend, yeah, there's the show. It's on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube called This is the XFL Show. If you love football and you love the XFL, or interested in the XFL, you should check it out, and you should subscribe, and you should also leave a review. That helps them out a lot, or even better, even better, you should call their fan line or text it, although standard text messaging fees do apply, 724-565-4XFL. Either way, we appreciate you helping us out. We appreciate you so much because you're the ones that have been with us on on the the first road we were on and now this new road the whole time. You got us to where we got and where we're at, the original official XFL podcast, and here we are on a brand new spanking road, and we know where it ends, 2022, Vince. I can't believe it.
1: Where we're going, we don't need roads.
2: (laughs) We'll leave it there. I don't know what it means, but we'll leave it there. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for watching and listening to this episode. We'll be back next week with another action-packed, full of all the football talk you can handle episodes. So, until then, for Bryant, for Vince, I'm Allen. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.
1: More.